Welcome to episode 12 of Biz Talk with Bill Roy. Our goal for this podcast is to provide you with insight into the people, places, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. Thanks for listening. A note about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal available today. Manufacturing is, of course, the backbone of Wichita's economy. We make things. And the Wichita Business Journal recognized some of the companies and individuals who are part of Wichita's most important industry in the Manufacturing, Wholesale, and Distribution Awards. It's the fourth year for the awards. We recognized 16 companies in seven categories, and we honored an overall excellence winner, Johnson Controls. All their profiles are available in today's weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. And we're making another announcement this week. We're announcing the winners of the 2017 Innovation and Enterprise Awards. They're listed on page three of the weekly edition. This week's top 25 list, Wichita Area Aviation Subcontractors, listed by number of employees. You can also see who filed bankruptcy, who made a real estate deal, or who owes back taxes in the leads section. All that and much more in this week's Wichita Business Journal. Welcome to the Wichita Business Journal Biz Talk Podcast. Talking business is what the commercial banking team here at Equity Bank does best. Visit equitybank.com slash napkin dash stories. Well, you can't talk to Tom Devlin without talking about golf, and you can't talk to Tom Devlin without talking business. He's the founder and former CEO of Renta Center. It was a move that gave him legend status in Wichita's entrepreneurial history. Devlin went on to create one of the finest golf courses you'll ever see, Flint Hills National. They not long ago hosted a big national championship. He's joined by Tom Dower, who made Devlin's golf course vision a reality. Devlin and Dower talk about how Flint Hills was created. I asked them to drop some names of famous people who played there and are members. And Devlin has some advice for anyone who aspires to become an entrepreneur. Tom Devlin. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate you having us. You bet. Uh, My pleasure. And uh, Tom Dower was involved in Flint Hills National. He's been there from the very beginning. Tom is President Emeritus of Flint Hills National. Mr. Dower, thank you for being here as well. Pleasure appreciate to be that. here. First things first, that big tournament. We're about a month after the U.S. Junior Amateur National Championship at Flint Hills National. How'd everything go? You know, it went, went, went unbelievable, uh, except for the hot weather. Right. But, uh, you know, it was on national TV. I, I, in the last 30 days, we've heard from people all over the country because they saw it on TV and, and great responses. Uh, now, it's taken our green, a couple of our greens are just now back in shape. Because Is that right? With, with the heat and, and having to have the greens shaved down for the speed they needed for the tournament. Uh, we had a couple of greens that had a little damage afterwards. Right. But nothing. They're, they're going to be just fine, and it was just great. Everybody's able to get back out onto the course. All the members are out there. Oh, you bet. In fact, the the, the day after we the tournament was over, we had all of the the the, the uh, people out that volunteered. They got to play the course in the same conditions that the kids got to play. It. Oh, great! So it was it was super. They had a wonderful day. How does Flint Hills get a tournament like? the U.S. Junior Amateur National Championship. You've had other ones. Back in 2001, it was the Women's Amateur Championship. In 2007, the U.S. Men's Senior Amateur and then Trans Miss Amateurs. Three years, uh, last one in 2015, I believe it was. Uh, how do you get tournaments like that? How do you attract those to your course? Well, you really have to work with USGA very hard. 
they're very they're political in all honesty, uh, but they're looking for great courses in the Midwest, and uh, we were lucky to that that, that we that I got to know some of the the, the executive, uh, the chairmen of the executive committee, and got them to at least come to the Midwest and look at Flint Hills, and they go, wow, that would make a good tournament. So so we got lucky, and they they, they had the authority to make the decision uh, and picked Flint Hills and. And, uh, and our people have done such a good job for the USGA. I mean, the reputation of our volunteers and all of our employees has been really good with the USGA. I was doing some research, and I found a video on YouTube, and it looked like the father of a player in the, in the Junior Nationals. Um, they were walking around. They were getting ready to register, and they said, this thing is so organized, it's like a professional tournament that they've been to. Who gets the blame for that? Is that is that Jeff? Is is that Bobby? Everybody, I would imagine, is in on something like that. Well, I'd, I'd say well, it's the um, the volunteers basically that uh, organize the deal. We have one of our members who uh, well, we had two that were co-chairmen, and they just work very hard right. to uh, get that organized. And uh, they were on the phone when the tournament was going on. They had both ears and phones all around them, <laughs> and they were coordinating it, so there was there was not a mess, mess up. It was just one thing after another and going like it should. Right. Well, Dr. Steve Allen, who was co-chairman with, with Gary, Dr. Gary Conover, he would get there at 4 in the morning with his wife because she also volunteered to help, and they didn't leave till 9, 10 o'clock at night. That's that's the commitment they made, and that, that that's the hours they worked all week long. It was unbelievable. A lot of work goes into those tournaments, that's for sure. And, and now that they're familiar with, with you, there's a chance that maybe another one will come in. Will we see another tournament our, coming our, to Flint Hills? Our goal is they usually, at best, will let you have one every 10 years. Um, and so now we're going we're gonna to work with them on figuring out which one is the right one. We're hoping the lady who was chairman of this, who did a wonderful job, Martha Lang, we're hoping that she becomes chairman of the executive committee which then puts her in a position to really pick the, which courses are going to get the next championships. So we're hoping to work with her on that. Flint Hills opened in 97. There was a lot of work that went into before you were able to tee, let somebody tee off for the first time. Have you created Flint Hills in the vision that you had back before 1997 in the planning? And how did that planning go? How do you plan for a course like Flint Hills? Well, let me give you a thought. I knew that Wichita didn't need just another golf course. It needed something special. So I rented a helicopter, looked all around to find the right land, got lucky, saw the Graham property, landed this, landed right on it, not knowing whose it was, started walking around. Finally, I realized, you know, I'm on somebody's property. I, I probably <laughs> ought to find out who owns this. So anyway, uh, found out who owned it, and, and it just so happened, Mr. Graham, had always thought his property would make a great golf course. So then uh, I thought, now I need somebody special to help me because I've got plenty of businesses to keep me busy. Uh, I can't be there every day. I need somebody who has the same passion I do. And I talked my good friend Tom Dower into being my part partner on it. And I said, now, Tom, I can't pay you a lot, but you're going to have a great feeling when you're done because you're going to be in charge of doing this. And so I'm going to turn it over to Tom, and he can tell you what he did. Because I'm going to tell you what, he's more responsible for this great golf course than me because he was there every day moving every tree, 
making sure every piece of grass was the way that it should be. And Tom, you take over. That had to be a lot of work. It was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, we had a wonderful golf course architect, Tom Fazio. Right. And it's kind of like working with an artist every day. It was, I had the normal deal of everybody, I guess, we'd go out and look at a certain hole and I'd be focused on that hole. And the next thing you know, Fazio would be talking about that ridge over there doesn't look like it's a natural ridge. It needs to go this way and that way. So it really was fun every day. It was exciting and different, um, just being out there with him with all his talent. When you're creating a vision, how does that come about? Are you two, it's, you're talking about it over dinner, what you want it to look like? And I guess the way Fazio came into it, he wasn't going to be able to get to the project for a while, and he kind of was able to come in earlier than expected, right? Well, we got, we got lucky. When, when Tom and I both agreed, Fazio's the guy, and we walked the property, and, he, and we liked his vision. Uh, Tom said, but it'll be probably three to four years before I can start on it. And, of course, now we're sitting there, well, what do we do? Well, it, I don't know, Tom, it was probably a couple weeks later, he called Tom, and he said, you know, I'm working on this course in Florida. We've, we've got environmental problems. I'm going to have a year or so. I can't do anything. If you guys could start next Monday, I'll do it. Tom calls me and says, well, we can do it. we got to start right away. Now, you know how you, when you buy something expensive, you kind of have buyer's remorse. Right. And you're not sure. You, I didn't have time to back out <laughs> or think about costs. I had to either do it or, or, or lose it. Right. So I, I jumped on it, and, and Tom took over. A little earlier than expected. A little Tom. earlier than expected, <laughs> and we didn't do a lot of due diligence and all the other stuff. We just charged into it, right. and we were lucky in building the course in the, this area. The the regulators and uh, are are good from the standpoint of of working with you. So we didn't, as the, Tom Fazio had trouble with other people getting permits to do all that stuff. We we were able to charge ahead, get it done. We never had any delay from any regulatory deal, environmental deal, and all that. We'd, we'd fire off our our changes in the golf course and that type of thing, right. and they'd prove them. So we were very fortunate in that. We had a couple sensitive things, uh, but Mike Hayden, our former governor, mm -hmm. was, was Assistant Secretary of Interior, and so when we needed to take some wetland areas away, but add more than we took away, but the, the wetlands were where we needed to build our fairway through. Right. We, we were able to contact Mike Hayden, got it done quickly, got approvals, uh, because at the end of the day, we I think we took four or five acres away, but we gave nine or ten more, so we doubled right. the wetlands area that we that we actually had, and which made sense to them, and they approved it. Now, the truth is, normally the government wouldn't have, would have taken months to right and you'd have to go to meetings in washington and try to convince them that you, you you're losing four but you're getting 10 that's a good deal right mike saw it very quickly knew it was good for wichita in the state of kansas and and approved it and we went right on down the road this this is an established golf course now known throughout the country if not the world uh are there any changes coming up modifications or do you keep a good thing just the way it is I think Tom and I are going to, if we host another, either uh, the junior or a men's event, we may have to add some more back tees. Now, the good <laughs> news is we built the golf course on 240 acres. 
and there is still some room in some areas that we can. There's some that are, that are landlocked that we can't, uh, but there is there are some that we can still add add some more back tees. And I think Tom and I'll be be looking at that before we do another tournament. You know, I always tweak in a golf course. Right. There's nothing steady about it. Right. We're looking at it. We spend a lot of weekends playing golf together, and we ride and talk. And what do you think about this? What do you think about that? So I think it's a forever project from that standpoint. How often are you on the course? Well, three or four times a week. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's and, a pretty good schedule. And about, I don't know, it's probably in March or April, Tom and I and my son Tommy drove the golf course. We spent probably two or three hours not playing, just looking at every hole. And we came up with four or five nice changes we did before the amateur and I think turned out great. They would never have even known the changes were made. Right. In fact, several of them were trees we moved. Uh, and the USGA guy, when he got there for the tournament, said, I don't remember these trees being there. <laughs> and Tom kind of laughed and said, well, they weren't. Right. <laughs> Made a little bit of an investment there yeah. beforehand. I, I, I'm going to ask you something here. Maybe you'll do it. Maybe you won't. Can you drop some names for me? Who have you played golf with out at Flint Hills? The, some oh, of the gosh. famous people who have come out. I know George Brett had a hole in well, one on one of them. George Brett and and, and Tom Watson are members. Uh, um, you know, uh, J.C. Sneed, John Mahaffey. Uh, but we, we've had a lot of actors, and, and, and Tom will give you some names here in a second. Um, Sam Sneed's played there. Uh, Arnie's been, Arnold Palmer's been there. Uh, a lot of times uh, musicians come into Wichita, and they're, they're playing at interest or whatever, and we'll allow them to come out and play. You know, it's private. They don't have to worry about people bothering them or anything. Right. Uh, many times we've had them stay in our our lodges because once again it's a gated deal they right. they, they feel safe and private Wayne Gretzky mm-hmm. called me one time and he wanted to play and I couldn't do it so my son Tommy took him out there and, 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 and they played but but yeah but, uh, and, and Tom Watson when he and I were playing oh Ian Baker Finch from CBS Ian comes in and plays but Tom and I changed a few holes uh, a couple years ago because Tom Dower and I were, were trying to decide we had some good suggestions, so let's let Tom play it and and tell us what he would what he thinks. So we got some good good ideas from him. Uh, well, yeah, you know, it's hard to recall. I remember one of the I thought nicest compliments we got on Flint Hills was Huey Lewis oh, okay. and his band. Sure. They came out yeah. and play our course, and when he got finished, his comment about the course was, "You know, if you take this course and put it in any town in the country." It'd be the best course in town, which I thought said a lot for us. And they're big golfers, and they play just all about over. every time oh, they're yeah. doing a concert yeah, somewhere. All over, all over the, the country. country. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Did I hear that Michael Jordan came out and played yeah, one Michael time? Jordan came out to play. Lynn Swan's been there to play. Uh, Eric Close, the actor, has been there to play. I mean, and there's there's more that I, I'm not thinking of. Right. But there, there, there's a lot. and. And uh, well, Ozzie Smith comes and plays. Uh, who's a Hall of Famer? Johnny Bench has played there many, many times. Johnny's a member. What's the What's the most fun you've had in a round of golf out at Flint Hills with folks? Mine's probably been uh, with 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 uh, uh, Johnny Bench and and George Brett 
uh, you know, and, and another is playing with Tom and Ozzy Smith. Right. And uh, I mean, they're just fun guys that are down to earth people that, that are just like us, uh, really good, good folks. We had, uh, when Ozzy was out there, we had 10 Hall of Famers out playing with him. To me, the most fun thing was watching these guys hit a golf ball because baseball players <laughs> have great hand-eye oh, coordination. Right. And they just knock it a mile. And for the first few holes, I couldn't keep track of the ball because I'm looking down the fairway, and it, theirs was so high and far that I, I couldn't pick up the ball. Right. But that was, and they were a hoot. They, they were just having a ball. And one of the things, you know, we have trouble remembering the people there, but one of the things we do out at Flint Hills we try to play down the celebrity. In other words, they're out there, they're trying to get away from something, they're doing something. So, I mean, it's a kind of a hands-off, right. all our, our help and all that, don't bug them, don't get autographs or try to get autographs. Right. If they want to give them, they'll give them. Right. But so we play that aspect down. We want them to have a fun day away from everything for them. That's, that's a great well, idea. Well, you know, Bill Self, remember, when he's out there, nobody knows he's there. He's out having a great time. Greg Marshall loves Flint Hills. He's a member. He's at, he, he plays. He comes out with his son, Kellen, and nobody bugs him. I mean, it's just a, it's a great getaway for those people. Right. Uh, Flint Hills obviously takes a lot of your time, but you also have business interests that you are into these days. Of course, Renta Center, created in 1973 with your buddy Frank Barton. I was the founder of, of, founder, of, of, right. of Renta Center. When I couldn't get a, all the financing I needed, I went and looked for a partner, and Frank Barton, who's a wonderful guy, became my partner. Never active in the business, but a wonderful man, was a great partner, and and together, you know, we built the company. But, right. but you know, I put together a phenomenal board with Frank Carney and Ken Wade and a bunch of, you know, and, and, and took the company public and right. then later sold it. So, but but it was a perfect partnership because... Frank ran his business. I ran Renta Center, and, right. and it worked out perfect. Renta Center sold to Thorne in 1987. Seven. And, uh, but like I say, you're still involved in some business interest. How's business these days? How, how's everything going? You, you know, I, 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 we've been involved in probably 50, 60 companies around the country. Uh, still still involved in, in all different kinds of industries. Love it. I just love business. And, and, and knock on wood, I've been very lucky. I've only had a few bad deals and none of them were big enough to hurt me and and uh, I just love doing deals how do you think the business climate is in Wichita these days you know I've been able to make more money outside of Wichita than in Wichita Wichita is a little harder we did we've done well in the car business and and uh, banking business but uh, oil gas is of course not not doing well now right Uh, and we were doing you know we were drilling 50 60 wells a year and now we're down to 10 or 15. I mean, right. just, uh, but Wichita is a great city. The, everybody you bring here goes away saying this is the nicest city I've ever been around. I mean, but Wichita people are a little tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're, they're always looking for a value. So your, your margins are always going to be lower because you need to, you need to, to do a good job of great service and better pricing. You know, I, I'd love to buy more businesses in Wichita. I mean, I just love Wichita. Right. It's just a great, great city. Do you get approached a lot about opportunities? We do, we do. And and uh, I'm not, a, even though I started Rennes Center and it was a startup company, I, I had a lot of experience in that industry. Startup businesses, you know, 85% of them fail. Right. So, so it's, I would rather, 
invest in a guy who wants to expand, who's already got one location and has a good concept and he's good, good, has good management and helping grow his business because that's my experience is growing businesses. Those Uh, are the things you're looking for when somebody approaches you. I haven't had many uh, approaches lately of, of people that had a great concept. You know, Freddie's in Wichita is a great concept. Right. And that's growing very well. Uh, you know, I'd like to have gotten in on the ground level with those guys. Right. Because I think that concept can grow nationally. You bet. Uh, it's a very good product and, and uh, in my view, better than most of the national ones that are out there. So it, right. it has great potential. What advice do you have for somebody who... Uh, wants to be entrepreneurial, they want to start their own business, uh, they want to grow their businesses. What advice do you have for folks these days? Uh, Give them the benefit of your wisdom, your business wisdom. The biggest thing is look for a market that's not being served. Don't just be another hamburger place or another. Uh, Too many times I see people that go in business that, that there's already five of them already there. You need you need to look for a business uh, that's that's not being served well in the community, uh, and, and it may very well be that Wichita has a great two or three competitors that would be great, and you might need to go to Kansas City, or you might need to go to Tulsa, go where the the where the need is there, but uh, because you got to have a better product, you got to have better service, you got to have better pricing, you got to be better to where the consumer wants. To do business with you, right? And if you're not, you're not going to be successful. It isn't going to be just because you're the next guy on the other street. It's, right. it's got to be different right. and better. You, you've done some speaking engagements, uh, not very often, but sometimes you've talked to folks in a, in a group setting. Uh, do you do very many of those still? You know, I I, I, I love where it's, where it's mostly sitting at a table like this with t- ten entrepreneurs that, that that ask a lot of questions. Right. You know, I've, I I don't like writing the speeches anymore and having to. When, when you do an hour long speech, you got you do a lot of prep work. Right. And right. when I used to do the entrepreneurship one at Wichita State, it always was right after I came back from Canada fishing. So I'd be in Canada <laughs> fishing writing my speech right. instead of enjoying my fishing. So right. that's one of the reasons why I stopped doing. It. But I I love sitting down uh, and doing Q and A and and uh, uh, I. I they give me as tough of questions as they want, and, and I'd be happy to, to help them. Seems like over the past oh, 20 years or so, maybe even longer than that, Wichita's kind of had this attitude of almost apologetic about being about Wichita, being being Wichita and what we have here. Seems like there's a, more of a spirit uh, of positivity in Wichita. Do you get that feeling as well? You know, I do. I, I think the entrepreneurship of Frank Carney and Pizza Hut, and, and you, you think of all the, the the different companies that grew out of grew out of Wichita, uh, that that really changed that. Uh, Fran Jabera out of Wichita State when he started the Center of Entrepreneurship, I think that really really helped uh, that cause. Coke Industries, the the, the, the basically the, the best run company in America as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. uh, and and number one private company in America now. Uh, they are they are phenomenal, and you look at the people they hire and the people they've brought in. Uh, that I think everybody in Wichita should really be proud of, because there's not a Coke Industries out there anywhere else. We we are so blessed yeah. to have that company in Wichita, Kansas. Well, we kind of like having Flint Hills National here as well. well. Th- thank you. We're we're proud of it, and I'm proud of Tom Dower because he's the guy 
that built me right. the greatest club. Well, he did a pretty good job, I'd well, say. He's an old flatterer. Start with, <laughs> we've been buddies a long time. <laughs> Tom Dower, President Emeritus of Flint Hills National and uh, owner, founder. Tom Devlin, thank you very much for being here today. We really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are our favorites, so we created our own series. Visit equitybank.com slash napkin dash stories to watch the startup stories of great businesses across the Midwest. Well, that's Biz Talk with Bill Roy for this week. On behalf of the great staff of the Wichita Business Journal, thanks for listening. Thanks once again to producer Brittany Showalter and to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week. <laughs>